Welcome to Soap Talk with Sarah, a forum to banter about daytime's number one soap opera, The Young and the Restless. I am your host, Sarah Warsey, a loyal fan of the show since the early 90s. Join me in my weekly banter about the latest storylines, news, gossip, and so much more as The Young and the Restless celebrates 50 years on the air. Let's go! Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Soap Talk with Sarah. Thank you so much for joining. This week's episode is number 23, and it is called, What is Mamie Up To? Also, this week's commentary is based on shows that aired from October 2nd to October 6th. Okay, let's get right into it. Okay, on to Kyle. So Kyle went from completely ditching Jack and Diane's civil ceremony a short while back to officiating the vow renewal at the reception. Uh, okay then. And did you catch the compliment he gave Summer there? She better not even think twice about trying to get back with him after the jerk he ended up being in the end. Honestly, she really, really can't go there. And it's funny how Kyle told his parents very nonchalantly that him and Audra were over when really he was the one who had gotten dumped. Though, that may be short-lived after Tucker was encouraging Audra now to get closer to Kyle again as a way to get more info on Jabot. At least I think that was the reasoning behind it. Also, did I miss something? But when did Adam sell those incriminating emails to Billy? You know, the ones about the recording label scandal? Was that done off screen? Maybe not. Maybe I missed something. I do sometimes tend to tune out during some of the dialogue because of how much of a snooze fest most of the scenes can be. Just like Chance getting his promotion officially was seemingly done off screen, was it not? I don't recall him actually making it official. It was mentioned at the reception, though, which is why I realized that, oh, he did, in fact, get the promotion after all. Anyway, if you've already watched a couple of the episodes this week already, um, for all you know, Kyle and Audra may have already jumped into the sack again with Audra having her own ulterior motives. Kyle seems like he has quite the weak spot for her anyway and would likely comply in a heartbeat, no matter what Nikki may think or not think at this point. Also, it seems like the writers might finally be listening to us and ending Nick and Sally. Looks like there's trouble in paradise now after Sally confessed to Nick that Adam had kissed her the other day. Plus, the scene with Nick and Sharon at Crimson Lights this past week, where she could just sense that something was bothering him even though he kept denying it, only reiterates the depth of their bond. And... Even if it is at a platonic level right now, I wholeheartedly believe that they will end up back together one day again. They are, in my opinion, the younger version of Nikki and Victor. Speaking of Nikki and Victor, they shared some very heartwarming scenes in Victor's office this week, which just made me reminisce about how much I adore them as a couple. If you've been watching the show for a long time, then you know that Nikki and Victor have been through the ringer and back over the years. So the current storyline and drama aside, for them to finally have some stability in their relationship is very nice to see in general. Now, back to Nick and Sharon. So honestly... 
Do you guys just think that the whole Kirsten Inc. Sharon empowerment storyline has fallen flat? Because I kind of do. I feel like all the drama surrounding Adustus and SNA and this merger and that acquisition and Victor taking control back, blah, 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 in the last several weeks has kind of overshadowed the potential of that storyline. And it's just kind of fallen flat for me. Like, honestly, why not have a set for Kirsten Inc. with an office for Sharon for a change? Wouldn't it be nice to see Sharon in a big corporate chair in an office, just like we saw that transition with Nate from being a doctor to being a corporate suit? If she really and truly is becoming this big businesswoman, let's see more of that, right? Instead, all we're just hearing is about her taking these business trips out west and then commiserating with Nick about how things went and all these kind of offhand scenes. And it's just not very impactful. It'd be great, you know, when they had Dark Horrors and Hamilton Winters and the plethora of other businesses that have come and gone. They always invested in a couple of sets here and there. Why not do the same thing for Sharon, honestly? We saw the Tag House done up recently with a couple of scenes with Mariah and Tessa, and we hadn't seen that in what seemed like years. So why can't we see Sharon in a swanky new office? Honestly, it would look great on her, and it would really enhance this whole storyline in general, in my opinion. However, as we know, this is also where the unfortunate reality of the show being on a tight budget comes into play. A lot of what would make sense never actually happens because I guess they just can't afford to do so. Hopefully things will turn around for the better now that the strike is over. Okay, on to Mamie. She is certainly up to something, and this whole song and dance about wanting to bring the family together as being the reason for her investment in Chancellor Winters, I'm not buying it for a second, and I'm sure you guys aren't either. Even if Jill, even with Jill offering to buy her out, she wasn't having it. And after this past week, I'm starting to think that she has some connection to Tucker, and so was Devon, judging by this week's teaser. She made a very suspicious phone call in her hotel room, and I suspect it was to Tucker. The two of them might be working together, but I can't wrap my head around what the mutual interest would be. I would think that Mamie has some level of loyalty to Jack and the Abbott family, given her history with them, unlike Tucker. Also, once again, it's comical how some of these storylines come and go. The whole embezzlement scheme seems to have already been swept under the, under the rug with Billy returning the funds back to, back to Jabot. And I guess with Phyllis never actually admitting to anything, there wasn't a whole ton that Jack could really do in terms of penalizing her for it. Also, when it comes to reasoning, I think the only person that could actually get Phyllis to change even an iota is Danny. Their scenes together at the Jazz Lounge this past week were very cozy, and you could see a softness in Phyllis's eyes that only he seems to be able to bring out. I don't think Danny would ever want to get romantically involved with Phyllis again anytime soon, but he might just be the comforting shoulder that she needs. Also, going back to Tucker for a second, who knows what was in that gift that Tucker brought? Remember when he showed up uninvited to Jack's reception? He really is slimy, but I'm totally here for it. I did read something on X that whatever the gift was, there ended up being some sort of um, listening device hidden within the gift. I totally wouldn't put it past Tucker if that were the case. 
Also, Heather is coming back to Genoa City for a longer term, and I wonder what this will mean for Daniel and Lily. We knew this was kind of coming, though, since Crystal Khalil will be taking some time off soon, as she is expecting. So uh, that is it for my rant for this week. A nice, quick, and simple. However, before I sign off, it is time for this week's Juicy Gossip. Okay, today's juicy gossip. Now, I will mention one thing. Sometimes this section is for a fun fact. Other times it's for a piece of news or a piece of gossip. So it's any one of those things. It really depends on the nature of that week's episode. So for this week, it is definitely some juicy gossip. So I was reading online that there is some speculation that Claire Grace our lovely newcomer to Genoa City and the latest addition to Newman Enterprises, may have some connection to Grace Turner and Cameron Kirsten. Can you imagine? Now, we initially thought that she might have some ties to Tucker, which may still end up being true. However, there was a very interesting prediction that she might be Grace Turner and Cameron Kirsten's long-lost daughter, what? First of all, for those who may or may not know, Grace Turner was Sharon's best friend years ago, and they obviously fell off and there was a lot of conflict and tension. What I didn't know was that Grace actually ever had a relationship with Cameron Kirsten. I don't recall ever actually seeing that on the air because um, I was watching back then. So I, I just, I don't recall that, but apparently it happened. So it's entirely possible that Grace could have gotten pregnant by Cameron. Also, during the recent scenes this past summer, when he was holding Faith hostage, he had made a comment about wishing that he had had a daughter just like Faith. So who knows, maybe he did. Uh, we know that Claire mentioned that her parents had been killed in a car accident many years ago. Uh, maybe that's what Grace led her to believe when she decided to give her up for adoption. Who knows? It is quite the stretch, but if it turned out to be true, that would be quite a storyline. Also, it would definitely impact the fact that Sharon inherited Cameron's company because if Claire is his daughter, then that would become kind of messy. So anyway, I haven't caught up this, this week yet, as you know. But um, so I'm not sure if there have been more developments on that. But if that turns out to be the case, then that would be very interesting. And also, is it a coincidence that her last name just happens to be Grace? Or maybe Grace is her middle name and her last name is actually Kirsten. <laughs> Who knows, honestly. But it will be interesting to see how that unravels. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week. But before I sign off, I do want to take a moment to say that my heart is with all of the innocent victims in the recent unrest in the Middle East. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see innocent lives being lost. I pray for continued peace and light amongst this darkness. It's simply another reminder of how truly fragile life is. My love and prayers are, are with those who have lost their lives and the families of the victims. With that said, this ends today's episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Your support is so appreciated. I can't even tell you how appreciated it is. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
As I mentioned last week, I am now on YouTube under this handle, SarahYR20, and we'll have a visual version of this week's podcast uploaded by this Friday, October 13th, so please look out for that. Please also continue the conversation with me on X at SarahYR20 as well. It's always a pleasure bantering with my lovely YNR family, and until then, take care. Thank you for listening to Soap Talk with Sarah. Join me on Twitter between episodes at SarahYR20. And if you like what you're listening to, hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for the love. Until next time, take care.